When the call to serve falls on your ears, would you heed it even if it meant forsaking a lucrative career path and having to make numerous sacrifices? Sabrina Onkiko was set to enter medical school when she spun on her heel and decided to become a teacher instead, in the Philippine public school system no less. Sabrina, or Teacher Sab as she's called, has been a public school teacher for the past 13 years. She's won numerous awards and recognition for her work in the education system, yes. But she also has countless stories to tell. Stories of frustration, despair, fear, anxiety, but also stories of hope joy, passion, and most importantly, love. Loads of it in many forms. My name is Leah Cruz. On this episode of Wet Glass Ceiling, we talk to Sabrina Onkiko. You've been a public school teacher for quite a long time. Lampas ng isang dekada na yata. You actually have a degree from the Ateneo de Manila University here. You've studied abroad. You have your master's degree from... Australia, the University of Melbourne, and yet you choose and you have chosen over and over again to devote your time, your energy, your effort, your personal resources, yourself really, to being a public school teacher here in the Philippines. How did this happen? Oo, maraming, maraming decision na kailangan gawin. May mga pagpiling kinailangan gawin. So from med school to teaching and then the decision to continue to teach up to now. So yun naman, parang there's always something that um, parang brings you back to your why. So, siguro, parang to answer your question, bakit, bakit ako nandito sa public school? Bakit pinili ko to? Parang, I would always say it's three things. Parang one, um, because I realized na it's really my passion. Uh, when you say passion, ito, para sa akin, hindi lang to yung uh, ano yung hilig mong gawin eh. Pero what really is life-giving for you? And I realized, kahit gano'ng kapagod, pag nakatayo ko sa, mga, sa harap ng mga sojante, nabubuhayin ka ng loob. Tapos pag labas mo ng classroom, parang gano'n ulit. Diba? Pero ano talaga siya, parang pagkaharap ko yung mga bata, parang sa kanila ko rin nakukuha yung, yung life force, kumbaga, to continue. Tapos yung pangalawa, parang skill. Um, so passion and then skill. Ano ba yung galing ko? So iniisip ko, um... Parang yung teaching, uh, parang natural siya. Parang it's challenging and yet it's something that I want to be better at. Um, tapos habang gumagaling ako, parang mas marami pa ako natutunan, mas nag enjoy ako. Yung parang it's really something that I can contribute to as a profession, no? Tapos yung pangatlo, need. Uh, iniisip ko, parang saan ko ba talaga gustong ilagay yung galing ko? Parang ano yung mga problema na nakikita ko na hindi ko kayang talikuran? Yung talagang nababother ka, tapos parang naisip mo, pero kaya ko tong kaya ko tong aralin, tapos kaya ko tong uh, gawan ng, siguro, kaya ko tong gawan ng paraan, o at least hanapan gawan ng paraan. So, yung yung tatlo, passion, skill, and need. At yung pinaka-why ay, ang haba ng sagot ko sa tanong mo, pero ang pinaka-why ay nung nagsimula ako na akong magturo, tapos nakilala ko yung mga estudyante, at parang once dinala mo yung pangarap nila um yun yung yun yung magdadala din sa iyo na magpatuloy kada taon ayun what happened to medical school parang ang B- biglaan ba yan i mean how did you end up from going to medical school into teaching how did you fall into that um actually 
hindi, akala ko din biglaan, at akala nung maraming tao biglaan, pero nandun na pala yung seeds sa life history ko. If you just stop and take a look at things. Pero yun nga yung sinasabi ko sa mga mas bata sa atin na kapag nasa sangandaan ka na, if you're on a crossroad, um, you can take a look back at where life was really leading you, where life was leading you to, parang or towards, ganyan. Um, and then, actually, since nursery, gusto ko talagang mag-doctor, tapos BS Biology yung kinuha kong course, that's a pre-med course. Um, and then, all of a sudden, um, there was a call from a mentor inviting me to uh, a meeting. And that meeting was about um, education, science education in particular. And she was telling us na uh, kailangan natin ng mga teachers na may strong science background to teach um, Filipino children kasi mahina tayo sa science no, sa Philippines. So even before alam na natin na may problema ang ganun. And parang she wanted to invite us to become teachers. Um, and doon ko na-realize na even if I have a medical school application form, parang, teka, bakit parang feeling ko kaya ko yun? Yung sinasabi ni ma'am, yung mentor ko, parang, I think, I, ako yan, ganun. So, bigyan ko na pa-isip. And then, ando na nga, when I say seeds, parang from my history, ang pinaka-favorite kong laruin, nung bata ako, I teacher to Sharon, baka naglaro pa rin nun. <laughs> pero, pero may extreme moments ako, like, mumibili ako ng grading sheet. At nagpapakwiz ako sa mga oh, kalaro wow. ko. Ganong level. Oh, wow. Natawa ba yung mga kalaro mo? <laughs> Oo, oh, kasi natututo sila. So, nare-review sila <laughs> sa homework nila. Um, tapos, so mga ganong moments. And then, college, parang I was volunteering, always volunteering to tutor um, with Alain Ignacio. Over the summer, I would tutor. Ganyan. And then, um, Jesuit Volunteers Philippines after college, I... Um, I I became a volunteer and got assigned to Iloilo where I served um, in an NGO called Pathways to Higher Education. So parang if I look at my life history, it's really been education and not medicine. So, yun. What were the reactions to your decision to give up medicine and change your path? Ano, iba-iba. Um, for those who really uh, knew me, or actually hanggang ngayon, hindi naman nagulat yung iba. Pero yung parents ko, medyo. Kasi parang inisip na, oh, ang pinaghandaan natin medical school. Eh bakit may ganyan, no? Parang saan ang galing yan? Pero syempre hindi nila alam na nag-discern na ako. Ganyan, uh, pinag-isipan ko na bakit. At ginawan ko na ng, parang kumbaga nag-prepare na ako before telling them. Um... Merong mga random strangers na nagtatanong na bakit ka, bakit ka nandyan, parang sinasabi mo lang oras mo, talagang may nagsabi nun sa akin na. Um, tapos ako, parang weird. <laughs> tapos, um, may mga tao na iniisip naman hindi ka tatagal, um, ibang-iba yung background mo, mga ganun. So, different reactions din. May, may meron ding supportive. On a, on a level of your background, paano ka nag-pivot? from preparing to go to medical school to shifting into education, did you have to study again? Yes. So, dahil bio major ako at wala akong kahit anong eduk unit, when I told my mentor na, um, ano ma'am, uh, pinili ko na pong, sige po, game po akong mag-education, but I don't know what to do, what's next for me um, to be able to get there, no, to become a teacher. Sabi niya, sige, I'll take you under my wing. 
So, research assistant niya ako. And um, pinag-aral niya ako ng units ng education. So, I was able to take my let. And then, um, ang galing kasi there was a, an available scholarship um, program uh, sa Singapore. So, nagka, uh, parang I applied for the scholarship and they uh, sent me there for a year. So, may postgraduate diploma ako in education dun sa Singapore. And that actually brought me to the public school. Kasi meron siyang um, ano to, uh, agreement with the Department of Education na yung scholars should serve in the public school. Oh, okay. So, that was the reason kung bakit ka nag-public school. Because I was going to ask, actually, right after this, na why specifically become a public school teacher? Why not in a private school? Why not in a, an, you know, an, an, another kind of school? Pero specifically, nakasulat pala public school. Yes, but that's also part of my plan talaga. Tapos, sobrang galing nga ni God kasi nag-pray ako parang, Lord, okay, I decided na, tumalon na ako please pakisalo ako. Parang what do you want me to do next? If this is um, part of your plan, um, let me know parang how I can do your mission. Ganun. So sabi ko, Lord, okay, I know I want to serve in the public school. Um, and that and that's when the scholarship came. So sige, pag-aaraling ka ng education and then afterwards mag-serve. Sobrang sakto, di ba? It answered all of my questions. So sabi ko, Lord, nakakatakot pumasok mag-isa. And you know what? Then sa scholarship na yun, there were 13 Filipino scholars who became my family no? when I came into the public school system. So, yun. Pero iba pa yun ng bakit public school? Kasi kung titignan natin, kasi syempre hindi ka naman pupunta or hindi ka mag-decide ng blind, ba? To choose this path. Parang, um, nung tinitignan ko, nasan ba kung need ang pag-uusapan? Kasi ba majority ng mga Pinoy at ano ba yung pinaka problema? 'Di ba? Um naisip natin kung 90 almost 90% of our kids in basic education are in the public school. If we understand the system better, then maybe we can find solutions, 'di ba? Um to address access of uh, in education, quality of education, 'di ba? The governance of education. So, um yun yun yung parang Instead of matakot ako sa challenge na yun, para akong na-excite na parang, wait, I want to learn more about the education system ng Philippines. Parang I want to learn how to serve better as a teacher, no? Parang paano ko ba gagamitin yung pagka-teacher ko to help um, not just my students, pero parang the education system in general. Hindi ko naman sinasabing, I will save. <laughs> pero parang if I can contribute um, uh, to, to the betterment of the system by being here, then dapat doon tayo pumunta, di ba? Since na-surprise yung parents mo with the fact na nag-pivot ka to education, ano naman yung naging reaction nila when you said, magtuturo ako sa public school, hindi private school, hindi university, dito ako pupunta? <laughs> Oo nga eh. Yan yung sabi ng tatay ko, nako, ang mahal-mahal ng tuition mo sa Ateneo, tapos ginapang niya yon kasi... Um, hindi ako scholar kasi parang nung tinatanong, tinanong ko siya nung una. Ito na kasing tatay ko, no? Tinanong ko siya nung una, kaya ba natin, dad? Or mag-apply ako ng scholarship? Kasi enough lang talaga yung Seldon niya nun. Tapos sabi niya, sige anak, um, tingin ko kaya naman natin. So, kasi pag nag-apply ka, makukuha mo yung slot for scholarship ng ibang mas kay, may nangangailangan pa. 
di ba? In fairness naman sa tatay ko, ang so sabi niya, sige kakayanin natin. So, I uh, went through college na hindi ako scholar. So yung frustration niya na, eh, kaya return on investment natin, anak? Ginapang ko yan, di ba? Tapos, magkano kikitayo mo sa public school? So kung siguro ko sa iba ka, mababalik na yun kagad sa pamilya, di ba? So yun lang, economist kasi siya. So we understand where he's coming from. At yun nga, pinaghirapan niya talaga yung decision. Um, so yun yung first reaction niya. Um, my mom... Nangangarap kasi siya na, na naka-white coat ako, tapos naglalakad ako sa hospital. Yun naman yung mas visualizing yung ano yun, naging problema nung, hala, hindi kita ma-imagine na sa, paano yun anak, mahihirapan ka, ganon. So, moms. Ayun. So, yun yung kanilang reaction. You, being a public school teacher here in the Philippines, it's, hindi siya walk in the park. And it's very different then from like, for example, taking a walk through a private school corridor. So we understand where yung mga reactions na yan are coming from. But coming from a life that I imagine was relatively comfortable, what was it like being exposed to that kind of environment, becoming a public school teacher? Um... Ang ang maganda sa pagpapalaki sa akin ng magulang ko, parang they would always say na work with what where you are and what you have. Ganon. So hindi rin ako lumaki na naghahangad ng mas marami than than what we already have. So kung wari, so pagdating ko ng public school, actually um nahiya pa nga ako eh na I have more compared to my students, diba? Ganun, lalo na sa mga sosyante ko. So, kunwari, um, pwede naman, pwede naman magpasundo. O, gusto ng nanay ko sunduin ako kasi daw ang dami kong dalang bag. Pero gusto kong, parang lagi sinasabi sa nanay ko, ma, huwag sa harapan ng mga sosyante ko. So, ang gusto mo, sunduin mo ako dun sa kanto, sa pinakadulo ng common, ng tandang sora, dun tayo magkita. So, Nung first year ko ng college, ay ng college, ng, ng pagtuturo, I would walk with my students. Kasi karamihan sa kanila naglalakad lang din pa uwi. Kasi yung hiya akong makita nila na sumasa kayo kasi sa akin. At least for the first years, gusto kong makilala nila ako bilang ako. Hindi bilang dun sa kung anong meron ako. Or ano yung background ko. Kasi at the end of the day, ang mahalaga naman kung paano namin itrato ang isa't isa. At kung paano kami magbe-build ng relationship together. Diba? Ako at ang mga estudyante ko, ako at ang mga co-teachers ko. So kung hadlang yung mga bagay na meron ako, then tatanggalin ko muna yon para ako muna at kayo. yon So ganun ako nung first year. Parang wala munang mga, basta yung mga ganun, yung mga luxuries that you think um, na parang pwede ka naman, pwede mo naman, ano, hindi muna. At least yung personal rule ko, oo. Kasi it hinders your being in solidarity. At dun ko natutunan to sa JVP when I was in the area, no, na as a volunteer. And we've we've heard in the news uh, stories about the public school system here in the country, some of them horror stories. What are some of the most difficult situations and moments that you've had to face? Ang, um, alam mo, 13 years, no? This, gen- this June 29, yan. 13 years na ako nagtuturo. Um, I think in a nutshell, ang hardest part sa pagiging isang teacher in general, and even more so as a public school teacher, 
ay yung fact na maraming bagay ang wala sa control mo. So, kung learning lang pag-uusapan, kung teaching lang, madali sana. Diba? Kasi magtuturo lang naman ako eh. Pwede kong galingan magturo, diba? Kasi yan yung inaral namin, mag, uh, parang different strategies, pedagogies. Pero, so many things that affect my student, that affect their learning, are out of my control. So, for example, hunger. Diba? Pumapasok sa klasiko ng gutom, hindi ko siya kontrolado. Although may mga programa, yun nga din eh. So, dapat may kasama talagang programa yung mga to address the needs that affect learning. Yun. So, halimbawa, nagtatrabaho sa umaga or kailangan tumulong sa magulang. Hindi ko yun kontrolado. Kahit gusto kong sabihin, at lagi kong sinasabi sa mga gulang na prioritize po natin yung pag-aaral, minsan hindi may iwasan kasi hirap na hirap yung pamilya eh. Kumita. So, kailangan, di ba? Out of my control yun. So, ibig sabihin, paano ako nag adjust sa pagtuturo ko at paano ko sila pwedeng supportahan um, hanggang sa matuto sila kahit na may mga bagay na hindi ko kontrolado. Yun ang mahirap sa public school. Kasi karamihan sa mga estudyante namin, dahil ito nga ang majority ng mga Filipinos andito sa public school, um, ay naghihirap. You've mentioned kailangan isabay na mga programa ng ganun. For example, like say feeding program or a program that takes care of the of the health or mental health even of of the kids, of the students. And you've actually racked up quite a long list of awards for pushing reform in our educational system. So may mga pagbabago ba na, na, ego, na that, that you've made in your career so far as a teacher? Tell us about the changes. Actually, yung una, I really want to advocate for teacher voice and student voice. Um, kasi tingin ko, maraming polisiya na magaganda, pero hindi na konsulta o hindi naka-ground dun sa konteksto. And um, sobrang nagpapasalamat ako nung nabigyan ako ng opportunity um, after studying Australia. Part of the re-entry action plan of that scholarship is to work with the central office um, to start to begin a new office called School Effectiveness Division. And super galing na nakita ko yung perspective from the top and yet teacher din ako from the ground. So, alam ko dahil galing ako sa ground, dahil galing ako sa school, alam ko na ang kailangan kong dalhin ay yung bosses ng mga teachers at paano ko ipapasok yun sa how things are run in the, in the new office. So, dahil bago siya, nagpapasalamat ako na may opportunity na magpasok ng changes. So, what we did, um, dun sa School Effectiveness Division, we formed a task force com- comprised of principals, of teachers, uh, who we consult for policies for schools. So at least yun, parang hanggang ngayon, um, nawala na ako dun sa opisina na yun, nasa school na ulit ako full-time, um, nagko-consult pa rin yung office na yun sa mga people from the ground. At yun yung mahalaga. Tapos yung pangalawa, pati student voice, kasi yun yung parang hindi, kung para to sa mga bata, di dapat kasama sila, di ba? Kasama yung boses nila, kasama yung ideas nila, yung suggestions nila, at yung karanasan nila. Dapat na isa sa lang alam nun sa mga policies. Um, tapos yung second, um, kailangan talaga palakasin kasi yung partnerships. So, for me, the way I see like the improvement that needs to happen in the education system, it can't just be 
DepEd, it can just be teachers or principals. Kung aayusin natin siya dahil kabit-kabit siya, we have to work with the communities, um, LGU, the parents. And we realize that now, di ba, more than ever. Kasi na itong pandemic, kinailangan talaga natin yung tulong nila nung nag-shift yung roles. Um, so, ganun din, parang more, uh, when I go around, kwari, talking to people, parang how can you contribute? How can you contribute? Ganun, parang, so ito yung problema namin, parang, Paano kayo pwedeng pumasok? So it's really rallying people to take part in improving our education system. Since binanggit mo na yung pandemic, of course, <laughs> 2020 rolling around with the COVID-19 pandemic, it's I, I imagine it was a whole different set of challenges for education. How did you adjust to lockdowns? distance learning, lahat ng mga issues and complications because I'm I'm sure it was not easy. It wasn't at all. Parang, um, to be honest, ina-anxiety attack ako nung pandemic that I had to go to a counselor. And I'm not ashamed to say that kasi I think if we need help, we have to say it, ba? We have to ask for help. So I'm not, parang, I will not be afraid to say that I needed help um, kasi it was really overwhelming. Uh, especially if you care a lot. Diba? Minsan, wish ko parang, sana hindi na lang ako masyadong like, alam mo yun, I, yun. Kasi dahil, nag-worry ka sa mga estudyante, paano kaya yung mga co-teachers ko? Paano kaya yung school? Paano kaya yung mga bata? Diba? Ganyan. So, um, talagang February pa lang, as soon as the schools were closed, iniisip ko na yung next school year. Yun. So, I, I worked with my principal, with a team in school, I worked with experts asking around like, okay, what can we do? What can we do? Anong pwede natin ilatag before mag-open ulit yung classes? Um, sobrang, uh, we, dahil sabi nga natin, student voice, parent voice, we did a survey um, among our students during the first year of the pandemic. Nasan kaya sila? May, anong meron sila? May gadgets ba sila? May wifi ba sila? Um, paano natin sila may reach ba? And then we realized, Ito yung mahirap, no? Kasi sa estudyante namin, dahil nabigla sila din, hindi naman sila prepared. So wala silang, syempre, mga wifi. Yung mga phones nila, load lang yung pwedeng pang-connect. Um, tapos, shared pa yan yung phone. So parang isang, pag sinabi ng survey na merong phones ang mga pamilya, hindi ibig sabihin one is to one, ba? Isang estudyante or isang phone, pwedeng limang magkakapatid yan. So, ang trick ay parang, oh, pan, ang tricky ay paano namin schedule yung klase such that pwedeng maghiraman ng phones. ba Plus, kung, kung may work pa si magulang, kunwari, nag-pivot din yung magulang to online business, kailangan yung phone. So, ang hirap, ba So, we worked with AHA Learning Center and we piloted um, Facebook Messenger classes. Diba, Lia, naalala mo, hate-hate natin ang Facebook kasi nakaka, ano siya, nakakasira siya ng pag-aaral ng mga kids. Ganyan, distraction, blah, blah. Pero, in our survey, we found out na ito yung commonly um, used by parents, by students. Alam ko, bawal ang mga estudyante sa Facebook, pero they have account. Diba? At reality to. Um, so, ang ginawa namin, humangin kami ng permit from parents na pinapayagan nila yung mga bata to have accounts where that they monitor the accounts. And um, we started Facebook Messenger 
classes. So sa chat, so the teachers would prepare um, scripts na sinesend namin. So at least hindi ito yung hinihintay pa ng sudyante yung reply mo. Kundi naka-ready na yung lesson namin through script form. Tapos pinapadala namin doon, wait for students reply and then send the next one. And then we make it interactive using the emoji, the react button, the audio. So ganito i-pronounce yan. Tapos nila-record. Ganon. So different things. Actually, this pandemic, parents got a taste of how difficult the work of a teacher is. I mean, I have a preschooler and it, I know it's not the same thing. It's not even the same thing compared to what you had to go through. But parang nalasaan ang mga parents eh, na, oh my gosh, ito yung trabaho ng mga teachers day in, day out. And uh, I mean, personally, hangang-hanga lahat kami, I, 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 I can say, to, with, to all the hard work that, that you teachers have to do. Kasi imagine mo yan, yung sa akin isa lang, tapos hirap na hirap na ako, parang oh my God, nagaano na ako dito. Although granted, preschooler nga siya. What lessons or tips would you give moms or dads who are still struggling through distance learning now or who are maybe contemplating on shifting maybe to homeschool? What would you tell them? Oh, um, gusto ko muna i-honor ang mga parents no, na sumalo din nung education ng mga bata nila. No? Na naging partners namin. In effect, parang kayo yung kayo yung teacher na nga, di ba? Um, at home. And siguro number one, uh, be patient with yourself. Not just with your child. Pero gusto kong sabihin na we are trained for this, di ba? For teaching. Pero I mean, four years ng ganito, or meron kami mga seminars, wala kayo naman nun, di ba? So okay lang, kaya patawarin yung sarili nyo if you make mistakes. Um, don't be too hard on yourself as parents. Kasi it's really a learning process. Um, hindi naman din ibig sabihin, inara din namin to, ay nakuha namin siya kagad. Even as a teacher, parang it took me one, two years to get the hang of it. So parang, di ba? So kayo nga, you did a good job. Um, ano to, bridging that gap kahit na hindi kayo masadong na-train, o di ba? Or inaral nyo lang to while doing it. So, parang ako, congratulations and props to all of you. So, yeah, be proud also of of uh, how you're doing. So, yun nga, um, be, be patient with yourself, um, forgive yourself if you make mistakes, don't be too hard. Tapos, um, yung, I guess, yung practical tips ko, um, ang pinaka-pinaka natutunan ko din sa teaching, which I can pass on to parents, ay consistency. Uh, that really helps the kids. So, sa akin, yung creating routines at home helps them academically and also socio-emotionally. Uh, kasi if you have routines, there's a sense of normalcy. So kahit nasa bahay sila, if you say this time nag-aaral siya at nasanay na yung kid kasi consistent na ganong oras, you're helping the kid actually. Um, parang yung self-control niya, yung self-discipline niya nade-develop uh, at less away din kayo kasi hindi kayo nagka-clash in terms of power struggle. Diba? But at the same time, because they can focus during this time, eh, alam nila ito yung for learning, they improve um, dun sa inaaral nila. Kasi they can pay attention. No? Tapos alam nila kasi sa ibang time yung laro. Sa ibang time yung bonding moment. Ganon. So yun yung pinaka ano ko. Tapos yung, yung pangatlo, um, sige, last tip ay um, 
don't be too hard on the kids then. Watch your language. Uh, kasi napakahalaga nung sinasabi ninyo. Uh, yung mga ibang kids na lumalapit sa akin dahil nahihirapan, um, hindi lang sila nahihirapan sa subject content. Kung hindi nahihirapan sila kasi kung anong sinasabi sa kanila ng magulang nila kapag nahihirapan sila. So be careful with how you say na ang dali-dali lang yan, bakit hindi mo yan maintindihan? Kasi for them, nagsastruggle sila to accept na ah, okay, nahihirapan yun ako eh. Sa'yo madali, kasi adult ka na eh. So huwag mo sabihin madali for your kid. Kasi magkaiba naman kayo ng level. Or huwag mo i-compare yung sarili mo with your kid nung, nung ganitong taon ako, gets ko na yan. Don't ever make them feel that they're less because they they don't get it. So like be careful with how you um raise the confidence of your kid. Wag naman din sobrang ang galing naman ako pero hindi naman okay. So yung balance lang of encouraging and also providing good feedback should be there. Sorry, that's a mouthful pala no. Yeah, pero very very useful information. I don't think because I'm sure Parents, of course, you know, you mentioned that are not trained for that, and they're also just, you know, trying to get through it. So, but it's very good to be reminded of that also. Because, because then Leah, kaya ko lang ato sabiyan. Lalo na yung third point. Because minsan, kung are yung online classes namin sa kinder, lalo na sa kinder. Um, eventually nagkaran kami na online. Narinig namin yung parents pinapalo yung anak. Sumagot ka, sumagot ka, ganon. Parang ako, huwag niyo pong paluin, di ba? I mean, yun, yun, yung, ah, uh, yun. So, kailangan, kailangan ma-associate ng bata na masaya matuto. So, wag sana na kayo pa yung mag, or parang yung parents pa yung magturo na hindi masayang mag-aral, na masakit mag-aral kasi nasasaktan sila, at na mahirap yun o na hindi nila kaya. Kasi sabi ni, si, ni parent ay, parang ba't ang hina mo dyan, di ba? Baka sa atin pa manggaling yung lack of self-confidence ng mga kids. And you mentioned also earlier, and it's so obvious, that that you care for your students, that you care greatly for your students and the whole educational system of the Philippines as a whole. But how do you draw the line between wanting to help, between caring for your students, and creating your own personal boundaries to keep yourself sane? Kasi kailangan din yun eh, di ba? <laughs> Oo nga, no, that's a good question kasi nakakabaliw nga. Um, well, over the years kasi parang you really learned to care so much. Kasi na, meron ng mukha eh. Di ba? Meron ng mukha yung education system for you eh. Pag sabi education system, hindi hindi lang parang theory lang to para sa akin eh. Kung hindi, buhay to, pangarap to. As in, tapos na, na-imagine ko yung mga mukha at yung mga kwento ng mga sujante ko. So, totoong-totoo siya sa akin. So, pag naapektuhan sila o naapektuhan yung sistema na to such that nahihinder sila to reach their um, potential, to reach their ganyan, parang napo-frustrate ka kasi they deserve so much more. Diba? Um, these are wonderful kids. They have good dreams. They are loving kids to their families and they just want a better life. Lalo yung mahihirap kong mga sojante. Um, and it's really heavy to carry that with you, uh, lalo na when you see them struggling. Tapos alam mong wala ka masyadong magawa. So ako, lagi kong iniisip, saan ako pwedeng gumalaw? Ano dito yung within my control? Kung hindi ko to kayang kontrolin, no? maraming 
aspect sa buhay na hindi ko kaya kontrolin. Pero alin dito yung pwede kong galawan? Alin yung binibigay sa akin opportunity o platform na pwede kong kunin to make things better? Tapos yun yung mas objective. So doon yung parang boundary na hindi ko kayang, klaro sa akin na hindi ko kayang solusyon ng lahat. Kasi hindi naman ako superman, hindi rin ako mesaya. At alam ko yun. And I don't intend to be that for them. Pero pagdating sa sistema, pagdating sa opportunity, pag alam kong may magagawa ako, I will take that. And also, because I realize I'm not alone in doing this. So, sino yung pwede kong hatakin na sumama sa akin? Parang yun kasi minsan eh, na isip natin, oh, tayo lang yung nag-work, tayo lang yung ganyan. Pero hindi, kware, um, in telling the story of the public school, uh, ako na ba yung pwedeng magkwento? Hindi lang ako. Ang dami magandang kwento ng co-teachers ko. So, may mga tinrain akong co-teachers na magkwento. May mga estudyante akong tinrain para magkwento rin. Hindi ako nag-iisa. Um, may mga partners who are willing to step in. ba? Diba? So, paano kami mag-work together? At pag nag-meeting kami, sinasama ko iba kong co-teachers para nakikilala. Parang it's really, my role is just to bridge. And if that's clear, then I know that that's the role I need to play. So, beyond that, parang, oh, hindi ko na to kaya. O, di, hindi. ba? Diba? Ganon. Do you see yourself doing this, what you're doing, for the rest of your life? As in long-term talaga. As in, ito na, ito na. This is what I'm going to do forever. What I learned from being here, or at least parang doing the, the work, or actually in terms of vocation lang in general, kasi minsan iniisip ko, ito nga ba? So same question. Sinatanong ko rin naman siya sa hili ko. But, but, I think kasi parang you have to listen to where you are being led to. Um, for now, like ako ngayon alam ko na maraming signs na no, you still have something, you still need to do something. So stay. I love this job. Sobra. Kaya nga, di ba, napektuhan ako ng maraming bagay. But also, I have this sort of um, clarity na... Ang pinakapunto nito, I love. This is the form of love that I want to take as of now. No, parang, what I want to do in life is to love and serve. So, yun yung pinaka-core nito. Pero isang form lang to ng loving. And, and there are many other forms. So, if I need to take down this form and put on another form, then, okay yun. Diba? So, papakinggan mo lang naman kung saan ka dinadala ng love. Parang ganun. Napaka parang theoretical or parang mm, ang cheesy naman nun. But it's a, for me, it's a good guide post to always ask what's the loving to, thing to do or where love is taking you. Have you ever wondered, especially kapag hirap na hirap ka na, nagbe-breakdown ka na, ang dami mo nang kailangan gawin o ang daming problema, what your life would have been like had you not chosen to follow this path? Or, for example, do you ever worry about your own personal future? And, uh, hindi, ko nga, hindi ko nga masyadong, I mean, parang ano na kasi siya, di ba? Parang, eh, ito na yun eh. So, hindi ko na ma-imagine what could have been kung alam ko lang that I can earn more. <laughs> yun yung lagi sinasabi kasi ng mga tao, eh, di ba? Na, oh, parang, um, mas malaki sana yung kinita mo kung iba yung pinili mo or 
kung kung nag, natuloy ako sa pagdo-doctor, doctor na ako ngayon and probably isa ako dun sa mga frontliners, 'di ba, nitong pandemic. So may ganun din na um pwede pwede, pwede ganyan. Um so hindi ko hindi ko pamasyal kasi wala namang regret na nandito ako. Parang ako ay mas naging meaningful na yung life because I'm here. So dahil puno naman siya ng meaning, ay hindi ko na ma-consider yung ibang options na what could have been. Tell us about your students. Who are some that you will never forget? Um, marami. Marami na hindi ko makalimutan. Pero, um, yung mga favorite kong kinakwento sa mga tao, not because inspiring lang siya sa akin, but I think also because, um, marami tayong, marami akong natutunan sa kanila. Uh, kasi talaga yung students ko ang best teachers. Uh, baliktad nga eh. So, so, yung isa doon, uh, si Al Khalid, yun yung isa sa favorite kong stories. Kasi ang daming nangyari. Si Al Khalid, um, medyo mas matanda na siya when he became my student in grade 6. And sobra siyang, ang tawag ko sa kanya ay magician. Dahil, Uh, kapag nagsulat si teacher sa board, so tumalikod ka, pagharap mo, wala na siya. O, oh, di ba? Parang magic. Ganon. <laughs> Tapos nag-alakad siya sa school kasi hindi siya masyadong interesado, di ba? Ganon. Pero, for some reason, and that was the year that I was burned out. 2019, before pandemic actually, na-burn out na ako. So, alam ko actually yung feeling. Kaya mas siguro mas malaki din yung empathy for, for teachers na burn out ng pandemic kasi... Alam ko yung feeling ng being burnt out. Um, in 2019, dun ko studyante si Alkalid. Pero kahit na feeling ko I'm not the best teacher, actually feeling ko ako yung worst teacher kasi wala kang ng gana, wala kang ganyan, di ba? For some reason, nag-a-attend siya lagi ng klase ko. At last period nila ako, ha? science pa yung tinuturo ko. So, mahirap yung subject, di ba? Last period pa. Pero si Alkalid, unang-unang pumupunta dun sa science room sa library kung saan ako nagtuturo. So, parang anong ginawa ko dito, di ba? Um, and because of him, na-realize ko kasi na, ay, kung may batang interesado, magpapatuloy ka, di ba? Kasi tungkulin mo yun. Na parang, I won't, I won't give up because this kid um, wants to learn. So, kailangan ko tapusin, di ba? At hanggang ngayon, nandito pa ako dahil kay Alkalid. Yun. Naalala ko kasi parang Um, second period pa lang sa umaga. Andun ako sa kabilang classroom. Ituturo niya na ako. Sasabihin niya, ma'am, mamaya ah, science, mamaya. Ganon. Sinaabangan niya na. Um, so, parang how, uh, years after, no, so si Alkalin nag-high school, nakagraduate. Tapos tuwang-tuwa siya kasi tumataas talaga yung grades na dun sa science. Kasi naging interesado nga siya. So, alam kong magaling si Alkalin. So, nag-stop siya ng high school and nag-alz siya, yung alternative learning system. At nitong pandemic, sobra ako nalungkot kasi um, may nagbalita sa akin na nakulong siya. So, siguro, ano nangyari? So, hinanap ko talaga sa kulungan, sa ganyan, anong, anong kaso, kinuusap ko yung kapatid niya. Tapos na-realize ko, na, ay, nalaman ko na nasa ano, siya, preso ng mga, kasama niya mga adults. Sabi ko, hala, hindi dapat kasi minor pa siya, bla, bla. So, hinanap ko yung school records niya, nagpatulong ako sa pinsan ko na lawyer um, to present his, parang 
yung birth certificate ganyan. Pero wala siyang birth certificate, Leah. So, problema din yon ng maraming kabataan Pilipino. So, akala natin hindi siya common, but it's really common. Um, so, wala kami ma-present na evidence. Eventually, pumasok na rin yung social services ng PUC at pina-extra yung teeth niya. And you know what? We learned, um, even he didn't know that he's already 21 or 22 when we thought he was just 17 turning 18. Diba? Parang, at alam mo kung kaso niya? There was this, so nag-aal siya, diba? Yun yung sabi ko. Um, alternative learning system and he borrowed a tablet so he could attend online class. Tapos nabasag niya accidentally yung tablet. So, inaask nung, nung owner ng tablet na, oh, kailangan natin paayos o kailangan ng pera. Nagalap siya ng pera. He came across this guy in his community na sabi sa kanya, dalin mo tong box, i-deliver mo to, bibigyan ka ng pera. And hinarang siya ng mga police kasi may drugs sa loob ng box. Tapos siya yung hinuli. So, the other guy who gave the box is still free Nandun pa rin sa community, ba? Pero si Alkalid, kasi parang disposable ang future niya, at least for that person who gave him the box, siya yung mayamo. And he never thought about Alkalid, never helped um, my student. No, um, kahit sa, sa kahit lang support, ganyan. Minsan si Alkalid would call me from prison and ask, Ma'am, pa-gcash naman kasi bibili ako ng sabon. Or ma'am, pa-gcash naman kasi Muslim ako tapos yung food daw nila pay pork so wala siyang makain. So para may may ano siya, may pangkain siya. Yung ganun, ganun ba? Oh, so parang, di ba, bakit ko to kinukwento? Kasi gusto, ang point ko, paano to hindi mangyayari sa iba pang mga bata? And titignan mo, hindi lang education yung problema dito. He wanted to finish his schooling. Nag-al siya. Pero so many things, di ba? Justice system, um, poverty, Diba? Yung parang yung even yung sistema ng pagkuha ng mga certificates, yung papeles, diba? Yung in, sanga-sanga siya. Um, and ang challenge ko parang, what are we going to do? Parang, are you even aware as a Filipino that these things are happening to other Filipinos? Tapos ang lagi ko tinuturo sa mga bata, sa klase ko, sa klase natin, ang goal natin, lahat gagaling. And galing in so many ways, ah, kasi di ba galing can mean being excellent. But also, galing means to be healed. Kasi pag sinabi mo, oh, gumaling ka from sakit, di ba? Pero sa akin, dahil marami sa estudyante kong mahirap, hindi lang na pag gumaling ka, umangat ka, umangat din kasi yung pagkatao mo, umangat tayong lahat bilang Pilipino. So, ako, ay yung sinestress ko sa klase ko, ang magaling na tao, kayang gawing magaling ang iba. So pag okay ka na, nakuha mo na yung lesson, do you look at other students in this classroom and say, sino yung pwede kong tulungan? Kasi dapat sana ganun tayo mga Pilipino. Do you even know and look at each other and anong sino pwede kong tulungan malapit sa community ko? Diba? May, may, may nahihirapan ba dyan? Kasi kung okay ka na, hindi ibig sabihin okay na yung buong Pilipinas. Diba? So how do we help each other so that our lives everybody's life, become better. Yun yung, di ba? Do you hold out hope na mangyayari yun, yung mga pagbabago, yung mga, mga kailangan mangyari para umangat lahat, para gumaling lahat? Oo. Dahil may tiwala ako sa mga Pilipino. Kasi nakita ko na rin siya na... Um, nangyayari din. Maraming Pilipino na 
mabubuti. So, oh, case in point, um, nung election, so election officer ako, tapos may watchers, di ba? In, in, uh, sa bawat presinto may mga watchers. So, lahat ng watchers ko nasa isang side. So, different candidates. And I'm sure, dahil mainit ang election na to, iba-iba sila ng kandidato, di ba? At pwedeng, ano mo yun, pwedeng may parang, hmm, ganyan. Pero, once kailangan ko ng tulong, kung wari may isang voter na nagsabi na, um, ma'am, hindi ako makakita, pwede bang mahiram ng salamin? Tapos atanungin ko dun sa out loud na, sino pong pwede magpahiram ng salamin? May isang watcher tatayo, tapos magbibigay ng salamin. Tapos may dala, may mga nanay na may dalang baby, hindi nila maiwan, no? Tapos parang boboto sila. So sabihin ko, sino po po din magdalang, uh, magbitbit muna ng baby para habang bumuboto si mami? Tapos may mga watchers, pagtutulungan nilang aliwin yung baby para hindi umiyak. At iba-iba sila ng, ng, ng candidates, no? Pero all united to help this election become smooth. Ganyan, di ba? To ensure that everything is okay or just to help in general. Tapos ko na-realize, ito yung biyaya in a way. Ito yung grace. Kasi yun yung laging, ano, di ba? Um, um, mainit yung elections. Maraming pag-aaway na nangyari. But when I look at them, even though they're different, when there's a need, they will stand up and help. And I think at the core of us, being Filipinos, yun tayo. Pag kinakailangan, tatayo tayo para tumulong. So, mab- there's goodness in us. And I still believe in that. Um, sana lang maset aside natin yung differences para yun yung lumabas. Sab, Teacher Sab, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and your wisdom dito sa What Glass Ceiling. Maraming maraming salamat. But before you go, before we let you go, can we just get the words that you live by? Yung, yung parang nasa utak mo talaga everyday to help you get through the day. Kadulad ng nabanggit ko kanina, isang tanong lang naman lagi yung yung guiding question ko eh. Parang pag naharap ka sa mahirap, um, na karanasan o sa sa parang sa confusing o nakalilitong um, mga moments, ang guiding question ko lagi ay what's the loving thing to do? Kasi I think it's our strength, no? as human beings, so that we have the capacity to love. And kung yun yung guiding question mo, um, parang, I hope you will be led um, towards, you know, parang, towards what you can really bring into what you're doing. And just to remind them naman, parang people that the loving thing to do isn't always to feel good. Sometimes it's the hardest thing to do but it is the loving thing to do so yun lang naman so sana we always choose to be loving and to be better human beings thank you so much Sabrina for being on What Glass Ceiling <laughs>